Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. Really, God has been good to each and every one of us. You know, I get so excited when I'm when I'm studying the Bible, and you could be all the way in Revelations, and it'll give you something all the way back in Genesis, and it's it excites me how so well put together the Bible is. And what really gets me is because the Bible was written over several hundreds of years by several different people and it all makes one story it is so fascinating how people may say different kind of things but the holy ghost is the holy ghost so really the author of the entire bible only has one author he used a lot of people to write it but there's only one author and so he knew the whole story from beginning to the end and the bible is so well put together it's just it just blows my mind in a way of speaking of how awesome God is and how things never change from day one to day now or even until the end today we're going to be talking about pleading to Jesus there was a man in the Bible that got my attention and he fought so hard till his hand became one with his sword it claimed to the sword but he got the victory there's another story that talks about the other people that fought so hard in one battle till their heads were bald and their shoulders were peeled that is a lot of fighting for you to have a bald head from your helmet rubbing your head so much and your strap of your shield on your shoulder till they're peeled that is a battle to be remembered and God gave them the victory and they won the thing about today's so-called Christians is our perseverance is so small we want something from God, but we don't go and go and go and seek after it and fight for it and try to get it. We go for a day or two or maybe a week, and then if he doesn't answer fast enough, we're done. We're moving on to the next thing, and we don't get what we really wanted. Or we'll settle for something less because God took too long to give us what we really asked for. But perseverance will get you what you want in Christ. To stay continually asking will get you what you want in Christ. We're going to be reading out of Genesis, the second chapter. This lesson had me jumping around in the in my little so-called office because it is this lesson it, it got me excited because it is from genesis to revelations and i was going from genesis the first book and the last book and it made such perfect sense and i was just 
Yeah, yeah, that was in well. Hopefully you guys are in well as well. But anyway, we're going to be reading Genesis, the second chapter. I'll be reading that. We're going to John 8, 42 through 47, Revelation 17, 1 through 5, Revelations 21, 9 through 12, Ephesians 5, 25 through 27, 2 Samuel 23, 9 through 10, and Hebrews 4, 12 through 16. Let us rise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together one more time. My Father, bless this message to feed us, my God, and to be of that living water, Lord. Let this seed fall upon good ground that we may bring forth a hundredfold. Let us be fruitful and multiply in this world spiritually, my God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You may be seated. In the book of Genesis, the second chapter, starting at the 23rd verse, it says, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. It says that in, in the beginning of that verse, it says that they shall, a man shall leave his father and his mother. And it got my attention because we are the bride of Christ. While before we're the bride of Christ, we are in sin, we are born sinners, we are, and we have a father when we are born and that father's name is Satan and the Bible says that a man is supposed to leave his father and his mother some of you are looking at me twisted like how do you know Satan was our father well let me get to that point we're gonna go to John 8 42 through 47 Jesus said unto them if God were your father you would love me for I proceeded forth and came from God Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words, Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. So when you have lies that come out of your mouth, you are representing that the devil is your father. When you cannot speak the truth and just lies come out, the devil is your father. You're not, God is not your father at that point because you're a liar. And when lies come out, that is because the devil is in your heart. And when the devil is in your heart, he rules, he reigns, he is your father. And he said that a man is supposed to leave his father and his mother. You're supposed to walk away from lies. You're supposed to walk away from deceit. You're supposed to walk away from the things of this world, fornication, drunkenness, hypocrisies, all of these you're supposed to walk away from because those the devil is the father of. So when you leave your father, now you could be married unto someone else. Now you could have something better, which is God. He said that you would leave Satan and be married unto God. So 
when you leave your father the devil with all the things that he has you can become a new creature in Christ but in order to become a new creature you have to leave the old one first you cannot mix both of them. Somebody walks up to you and tells you, oh, I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And you look at the tree and you see that there's lies coming out of their mouth. You see how they live. You already know you can't mix the Holy Ghost and the devil. One of them has to go because they cannot live together. So you cannot hold on to your old father and expect to have another one. In, in the spiritual realm, there is no such thing as a stepdad. It's either your father or you're not. There is no stepdad. See, a stepdad takes the place of a father when the father's not there. See, I have two children and they both have stepdads because I wasn't there. So their stepdads took the place of me not being there. But in the spiritual realm, there is no stepdad. It's either the father, the devil, or the father, God. It's no in-between. The devil doesn't take the place of God because God wasn't there. If God's not there, you didn't want him there. He just did not get up and leave. So we got to leave one and hold on to the other. We're going to Revelation 17, 1 through 5. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and abominations of the earth. So when you leave your father and you leave your mother, which is you have to leave fornication and you have to leave the love of money. And when you walk away from all this, you are leaving your earthly mother, which is in the spiritual realm, not your earthly mother as in your birth mother, but your spiritual or earthly mother, you leave fornication, the love of money, the pride of life, you leave that mother and you leave the father of lies and then you can cleave unto your wife. Now what is your wife that you're going to cleave to? I'll tell you who your wife is. Your wife is the church because the church is the bride and wife of Christ. So when you cleave to the church, when you cleave to the saints of God, you leave your father and you leave your mother and you cleave to the children of God. You cleave to your wife and you don't look back. Then you will see the miracles of God. Then you will be able to bring forth fruit because Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. If we don't abide in Christ, he won't abide in us. And if we're not in Christ, then we can't bring forth the fruits of the spirit. 
But if we leave our father and our mother and we cleave to the saints of God, we cleave to the word of God, then we will be a fruitful generation. We will be able to lend to many nations and not borrow. And it's not just talking about money. It's talking about spiritual power that we will be able to lend to many nations. Those people that are bound and stuck, we can pray and God will answer and will listen if we we are one with him. What did he say about when he cleaved to a man and a woman, or man and a woman cleaved together? They shall be one flesh. What did Jesus pray for us? Father, make them one even as we are one. So when we leave lies, we leave fornication, we leave the things of the world, and we cleave to the word of God, he will make us one. And he said, whatsoever you ask the Father, in my name, he will will do it. So then when we see people stuck, we could pray. When we see somebody going through something and just cannot be set free, we can pray. Because the Bible says that if anybody has iniquity in their heart, God will not listen to that person. So we got to get rid of it, move it out of the way, and cleave to God, and he will listen to everything that we have to say. We're going to go to Revelation 21, 9 through 12. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and all at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. So if you want your name to be written in the twelve tribes, you have to have faith like Abraham. If you have faith like Abraham, then you are part of that tribes of Israel. Just because they were Jews didn't make them a Jew on the inside. They're the ones that crucified Jesus and they were Jews. But because you are a Jew on the outside doesn't mean that you are a Jew on the inside. How does that work? Remember Mordecai. And Mordecai was good. They were going to destroy all the Jews. And Mordecai had talked good for the king. And when he, the king heard about it, he said, what dignity has been done for Mordecai? And they said nothing. And so he promoted Mordecai and he rode him on horseback and he really proclaimed his name. And Mordecai became famous where he was a slave at. But later on, when the Jews were going to perish because of Haman, that got turned around. And when that got turned around, the king sent letters for the Jews to stand up and fight for themselves. And what does the Bible say? Many became Jews for fear of the Jews. They didn't outwardly turn into a Jew, but on the inside, they became Jews and they fought for the Jews. You have to be a Jew to God on the inside, not just on the outward appearance. You can go to church, you can dance, you can do whatever you want in the house of God, but if it's not done, on the inside it doesn't count that's right you have to be a Jew on the inside and then it will count the Bible says that the church is the lamb's bride and his wife if we are in one accord with Jesus we will be part of that church we will be the bride of Christ we will be who he's coming back for we're gonna go on down to Ephesians 5 25 to 27 Husbands, love your wives, even 
as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. He's coming back for that church because God is holy. We have to be holy. God is righteous. We have to be righteous. And he's coming back for that church. So if we don't leave our father and our mother, it's impossible for us to cleave to something else. He said either you will hold to the one and despise the other or love the one and hate the other. But you cannot serve both of them. It's impossible to serve both. So you have to leave. And when I woke up and I began to say, Lord, why aren't you really working in the church? Why aren't you really doing what I know you can do? And he brought me this message and he said, because everybody in the church has not really left their old father and mother. They know who I am. You guys know who I am. You pray to me. You worship me. But you haven't really let go of everything. As soon as you really let go of everything, then you can be made one with something new. He said, I will not pour new wine into old bottles. But if you let God change you and you let him wash you up and you let him make you brand new and you leave the old, then he can pour out his spirit into a new bottle and both will be preserved and when he begins to pour his spirit out upon us then we will be endued with power from on high then we will see the working of God then we will see the miracles of God and we will be able to eat the fruits of our labor once we have left our old father and mother all the way we can't hold on to nothing in this world it doesn't mean you can't go to work. It means you can't put your work above God. It doesn't mean you can't go and play a little golf. It means don't put that before God. It doesn't mean you can't go work on your trailer and build you a porch. It means don't put that before God. Let God be the first. Let God be the center and let God be the last and you will be successful. You will be able to prosper both spiritually and physically. I'm going to tell you what the word cleave means. The Bible says in Genesis that a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife. The word cleave means to cling or to adhere. The word adhere means to support or maintain loyalty, to cap, to pursue, to follow hard, to overtake, to stick with, to hold fast to, to get together, to abide with, to be close to, to enjoin yourself, to be glued to, and to be devoted to. If you can do those things to the word of God, you will be unstoppable. You won't fall. It's impossible for you to fall when you apply all of those to your life. When the word of God is the best thing you ever had and you've got to have it, you can't go without the word of God. When you have to say something to Jesus, you got to pray at least a part of the day or you don't feel normal through the day. When you have to say something about the goodness of God, when you hear everybody talking and you just feel inside, I got to put Jesus' name out there, then you will see the working of God. 
because it is a part of you. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if lies and fornication and drunkenness and, and, and deceit and hypocrisy and backstabbing and pointing fingers, if all of that is coming out, that's because that's what was in there. And the Holy Ghost will not dwell with that at all. But when you can put away all of that and you can say, Lord, I want to be cleaved to you. I want to hold on to you. I'm going to pursue you. I'm not going to stop until I get something. I'm not going to get off my knees until you answer me. I'm not going to do anything until you fill me up. Let me tell you something. You will be one with the Lord and he will fulfill all of his promises. There's not one promise that God has broken because he can't. He will fulfill every promise. And then you think your youngins are cutting up? You think your children are just going off in the deep end? That's because the parents aren't where they're supposed to be. If the parents were where they were supposed to be, do you think God wouldn't listen when you said, Lord, look at my child? You think God wouldn't listen? Of course he would listen because you are one with him. And when you are one with him, what did he tell the husband? Love your wives as Christ loved the church. You think that God is not going to love us as Christ loved the church when we are his bride. You think he's not going to listen and give himself? He said, I will kill a whole nation for one person. You think we can't cry out to God for our children if we are one with God? Of course we can because we are one with him. And of course he's going to answer, but we have to leave. He said a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Not because God hates us, not because he's trying to make things impossible, but because he is holy and what he has planned for us is holy. And the path that he has us to walk down is a righteous path. And he's not going to let us bring anything into the old path. Do you know what the, I never heard of it until not well, quite a while ago, this guy explained something to me about the Garden of Eden. The Bible says that God put cherubs and a flaming sword around the tree of life. But it didn't say so that you cannot eat of the tree of life. It said to keep the way to the tree of life, which means anything that's going to go ugly in the path to God, he will move it out of the way. That sword is not burning, born in vain. So when you try to bring sin onto the path to the tree of life, he cuts that off. And if you're holding on to it too bad, he'll cut you off too. Because the way to the tree of life is protected and will not be messed with. So if you want the tree of life, you can eat freely, but you can't bring sin on that path. That path is a clean path. And it has a sword protecting it at all times. So if you say, Lord, I want to eat of the tree of life. He said, go ahead. You can eat, but when you're walking to it, you better make sure that you're not bringing any ungodly thing because the cherub will cut it out. So the way to the tree of life is protected, but the tree of life you can eat. But to get there, you got to be holy to get there. You got to be righteous to get there. He'll let you eat all you want. He said, whosoever will come and die, come and drink of the living water with as much as you want for free. But you got to be good to get there because that way is highly protected. 
It has cherubs and it has a flaming sword that turns every way to protect the way to the tree of life. You're not going to bring sin into the path of righteousness. It's not going to happen. So when we're trying to get there and we can't get there, it's because that sword is saying, no, you can't get in here. But if you leave your father and your mother, then absolutely. You can go in here and you can eat all that you want. We're going to go on down to 2 Samuel 23, 9 through 10. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, a Hohite, one of the three mighty men with David, when they defied the Philistines that were there gathered together to battle. And the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to spoil. See, sometimes you will feel probably that you're by yourself. And the devil will manifest that, that you are the only one running. You are the only one. Nobody's listening. Nobody cares. Nobody's following you. You're by yourself. But let me tell you something. That man knew he was by himself. He knew he was the only one there. Everybody had left. All the mighty men, all the soldiers, everybody scattered. And he was the only one there. But that didn't stop him. You were not going to take what God had given him. And God had blessed the children of Israel with that land. And he said, I will fight for this land. If we have it in our heart, I will fight for what God gave me. No matter if I'm by myself, I'm going to fight for what Jesus has given me and we're not going to let it go and we picked up the word of God and we began to meditate and we began to read it and we began to hold on to it as much as we possibly can that man fought until his hand became one with his sword if you stay with Jesus until you become one with the word of God you think he's not going to answer you when you call to him he will definitely answer when we call to him we just have to be one with God. We have to keep this Bible, the Word of God, like it at which it is the best thing in this world. This is better than any food we could eat, any firewood we can cut, any truck we could drive, any porch we could build. This is better than any bread we could bake. It is better than anything that we got going on in this world. The Word of God passes all of that. Because when you have the Word of God, the devil can take all those other things away but he can never take the word of God from you and which if you have the word of God then all those other things you already have them too why because he said all the silver and all the gold is mine the world and everything in it is God's so if you have God and you are one with God he the devil can't even take away what you have because if God gave it to you it's yours he could try fuss Fight, but he can't take it if God gave it to you. And if you put God first, everything else will fall into place. He said, first seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. But you have to leave your father and your mother and cleave to God. Don't change. Don't waver. Don't be one way someday and the next another day and something else another day and, and this problem can make you do that and this problem can cause you to say that. And don't, don't let that be. We have to be steadfast. We have to be unmovable in the word of God, rooted and grounded in the truth. And no matter what the devil brings our way, we don't have to fall for it. We're going to Hebrews 4, 12 through 16. For the word 
word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Go to verse 25 of Genesis chapter 2. It says, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. And the Bible says in Hebrews that everything is naked and open in the sight of God. But when you are living a holy life, you don't have nothing to be ashamed of. You don't have to be ashamed. They were running around with each other and they had not done anything. They were not ashamed. But once their eyes were open to evil, they saw how wicked they really were and how naked they were. And then they became ashamed and began to try to cover it up. Just because we slip doesn't mean we need to try to cover it. Of. If you slip, let God know, Lord, I slip, but this is still me. I'm not trying to hide nothing. I'm not trying to cover it up. We can be open and honest because he already sees everything. We can't hide anyway. He called out to Adam and he said, where are you? And he said, I heard thy voice and I hid because I was afraid. God was going to find him anyway. You can't hide from God. You can lie if you wish, but it don't do nothing because he already knows everything. So when we are with God, we don't have to be ashamed. We can be as open to God as we want to be. We can tell him our little dumb desires and he will be like okay let's see what we could do you know our children come to us and they say i want to do this and this and that and you look at them like okay let's see what happens but it's cute to us and god is the same way oh lord we want this and we want that no you don't but i'll see what i can do <laughs> you know because we don't really want what we think we want when my daughter was little, Levada, she told me, Daddy, we just need to get up and the whole day just eat ice cream and cake. And I was like, great idea. I wasn't going to let her do that because it sounded good, but that would have been very unhealthy. And we probably both would have been very sick. Although to me, it did sound like a very great idea because I love sweets, but I wasn't going to do that. And we can tell God anything we want and he'll divide. Yes, no, maybe so. Yes, but not today. But then we and let him do it. Don't be like the children of Israel and ask him for something and he says, no, well, now can I have it? 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 Because then he told the children of Israel, okay, fine, go. Here's your king. And it was a big mistake. First of all, they wanted flesh and they wanted flesh and he said no and he gave them man and he, they, he, they wanted flesh. And he kept saying no, but after a while he said, okay, fine, you want flesh here. And they died with it between their teeth. When we ask God for something, especially if he shows us no, leave no, take it, and go on. Don't keep asking for the same thing because he'll give it to you. After a while, he'll be like, okay, here. And it never ends well for anybody when God changes his mind, either bad or good. When God changes his mind, it never is good for nobody. The Bible says, I'm going to repent of the good I thought to do to you, and it's all bad. It's, it's, it never is good. If God changes his mind, it's all bad, unless he changes it to do good. Because when he changes it, he goes all, all the way. He don't just change it a little bit. He was going to kill uh, Nineveh and everybody. 
But because they repented, he changed and went all the way until his little prophet wanted to die because he didn't do anything, not even one punishment, not even a little spanking. It was just all forgiveness. When God changes, he changes all the way. So if you ask God for something and he tells you no, don't make him change and say yes, because he's going to go all the way. But you can also make him change and say, okay, I'm not going to do that evil. I will do good. And he's ready to do it. And he wants to. Saints, let us leave our father and mother. Fornication, drunkenness, lies, hypocrisies, backstabbings. The list goes on. You can find it or I can if you want me to. The list goes on and on of what we need to leave. And let us leave our mother and let us cleave to Jesus. Cleave all the way. And we'll see him work. We will see him work. I want to see my daughters at least have a good chance. And then if they decide they don't want to serve the Lord, well, there's hell over there and I'm going over here because I'm not going to do that number. I'm not going there for you. But I would love to see my daughters at least have a good fighting chance. And where does it start? With the man of the house. Although they don't live with me, they are still my children and I have to be where I'm supposed to be to pull them out. And once they make that decision later on in life, when I don't want to do this, I will wash my hands and you can go on about your business you know, because I tried. But they need a chance. They need a chance. They, I don't want to say deserve, but in my mind, they deserve a chance. They deserve a parent that will say, this is it and let's go and they are on fire. And then if they change, I don't want to do that. Well, then go on about your business. But they deserve that little chance. They deserve that parents to do that for them. They do. In my mind, maybe not in somebody else. But in mind, they deserve it. They didn't ask to be born. We did what we did. Now they're here. We need to give them a chance, a good fighting chance. And the only way we can do that is if we are one with Jesus. Then he'll hear the prayers. Then he'll see our works. Then he will answer. Saints, stay with God. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. The altar is open. If anyone needs prayer, just come up.
let the church say praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Thank you, Jesus. God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership or to join visit us on anchor to become a listener supporter may god bless you may he keep you may he shine his face always upon you and may he forever keep you